This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. Excited to be getting into this podcast with you guys. Um, last week, we wrapped up the the mini-series that Ben and I were in. Um, and I kind of wanted to clarify something, not really clarify something, but um, mention something. I know the focus of the podcast was going to be on singleness, and I, I recognize that through the four uh, that we did, we didn't really talk about singleness all that much. Um, and, you know, I, I I was talking with my mom about this, and I was also, talk, also talking with Ben as we just had discussions before and after each episode. And, you know, we'd go into it thinking, hey, we need to talk more about singleness. And it never really progressed into singleness that much. And I think for him, both him and I, when we were talking afterwards, it was like we were just speaking from the hearts of where we were at in in our lives as single people and just kind of declaring the truth of God from that. Um, and so while we didn't get into the specifics of like relationships or or what have you, I think the, the typical things that people look for in a, a, a thing of singleness um, – yeah, that just didn't happen. We did end up, I think, talking about super good truths that are really the pillars of what your singleness should be built on. And um, I just think that's where the Spirit of the Lord was leading both Ben and I through that. And so while it was focused on singleness, it was more of, in singleness, this is your single focus is Jesus. And everything needs to build off from that, which you guys clearly get after four episodes. So, you know... I, in the future, I do want to get more specific on singleness, and I, I, I'm sure we that will come um, because it is a big love of mine to talk about that with my generation, and just I think it's something that there is a craving to hear what you know relationships will look like, what a life of single, uh, living single, and before relationship, what those things look like, the balance there. Um, I that's just something I see and feel in my own life as being important to talk about. So if you guys want um, a podcast that I really have enjoyed, especially in looking at, you know, trying to gain some wisdom and uh, maturity and what a relationship should look like or how I should be living, I would recommend uh, The Porch Podcast. Uh, It's based in, uh, it's either Dallas or Houston, I can't think of which, but it's it's a big church down there and it's entirely focused on um, single, single uh, people, men and women, and um, couples, but focused in kind of this, you know, eighteen to thirty some age group of just young, younger adults, and so that tends to be really a podcast that's extremely relevant, um, focused on just how to live life as a younger person. So I would recommend that they do talk pretty i mean it's a real real talks about stuff so um yeah i i really do enjoy their podcast though so if you're looking for more content on singleness or dating or relationships whatever that may be i would recommend them 
But okay, so for this episode, we're gonna it's gonna be a little different. I want to share uh, my testimony, and I think you know just in the development of this podcast, kind of these former episodes, I had this heart to make sure that it was built upon Jesus, that the focus was Jesus before I tried to give any, you know, testament to myself. But now I think we've kind of gotten through that side of things. And I I want to provide, you know, a look into my own life and story that Jesus has been working in and through from, from, for a long time, for all 22 years of my life or 21 and three quarters, however you want to look at it. Um, so I want to, I do want to talk about my testimony and bring, you know, this is how Jesus has got me to where I am now and how he's been sanctifying me through my entire life and create the openness. And, um, I think just the honesty and the ability for you guys to, um, trust my voice and trust my spirit. You know, when I talk about things of triumphing over sin, having, you know, the victory of Jesus and living in that, and also um, just living in the spirit of Christ through the day-to-day trials and uh, just, you know, the bondages and whatever, the the weights of this world that can come upon a Christian or that we've just carried, and, you know, searching and living for Christ. These are things that I want to I want to talk about and I want to be open about in my own life. So I think this is the way to do this is just share to share a testimony. Um, and I want to open with First uh, Corinthians one to like ch- chapter two ish. Now, and this is just it's Paul talking about um, the f- it's the foolishness of God, but opposed to the wisdom of men. The foolishness of God is the wisdom of God because it looks foolish to the wisdom of men. And I want to read this through to, um, let's see. Uh, well, I'll just read. So anyway, starting in verse 18 of chapter 1. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech, 
or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I ter- determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And that last segment of chapter 2, verses 1 uh, to 4, is my heart kind of through sharing this testimony, but I wanted to, sorry if you can hear our, our dog barking, um, but I wanted to go, you know, and look at this. Truly, it it's about the message of the cross and what Jesus has done to us. You know, the message of the cross is foolishness to the world. I, this idea that the Son of God would come down and be crucified to save us, it's just it just seems foolishness. But to us who believe, it is the power of God, and you know, my heart is that Jesus would be glorified. And that is what Paul is saying here, is that this is all about Jesus. It's not about man's wisdom or man's interpretation of, of God. It's all about what Christ says, what Christ did, the wisdom of Christ, the Holy Spirit speaking. That is where the power is to us, to them, to us who believe. That is where our, our testimony comes from. And that the foolishness of Christ to the world is wisdom to us, and it is the glory of Jesus that we should seek. And, you know, going through this podcast, um, you, my heart is that you guys would see a growth in me as I work in this, that uh, I don't want this to be something about excellence, you know, of speech. As much as I I do desire to speak well, um, I only want Jesus to be glorified and for the message of the cross and the gospel to be the thing that people walk away with. That's the truth. Nothing of myself. I don't want it to be my wisdom or my words or, you know, this idea that I came up with to try to illustrate something in scripture. I, at the end of the day, all I want is that Christ and the spirit of Christ would be proclaimed and that the glory would go to him, that the power of the Spirit would be visible through me and not, you know, this whatever wisdom of man. I, I do truly want to decrease so that Christ will increase. And so kind of digging into my testimony based off that, um, looking at this excellence of speech, from a, a young age, uh, I have desired excellence. I mean, I, as far back as I can remember you know, just in doing school, um, in chores. I have always kind of had this perfectionistic attitude, mindset, you know, don't do things wrong, do things right the first time. Have have this excellence uh, and push yourself to do well. And that could be because, you know, I'm the oldest child. It seems to be something that older children are born with. I don't know. And also my parents are perfectionists as well, and so that's something that became incorporated in my life as I just, as the firstborn of, the, of their offspring, that sounds bad, but, um, you know, as their firstborn child. And so, you know, just throughout my early life, raised in a Christian home and desiring to live a righteous life, I, I can actually say that even from a year, very young age of like seven years old, just throwing that out there. I, I did desire Christ, and I enjoyed reading the Bible and searching out the scriptures. And I, I have journals of 
prayers I've written out at like, I don't know, eight-ish, you know, really just bad spelling and um, squiggly handwriting. Uh, but they were prayers to God, you know, asking for forgiveness. Lord, make me one day into a person, a man of God. I mean, these were actual things on my heart at that age. And I go back at, at those, I'm like, Lord, wow. Um, truly you were working in my life then. And, but there is this, along with that, you know, this desire, there's this perfectionistic atti- attitude, this need to do things right that comes from a, a law standpoint. Like I wanted to do things by the book. You know, if it says do not do this, then I did not want to do that. And if it it said do this, then I wanted to do that. And so, you know, growing up, I began to base my life of, I, I would see Jesus, but I wanted to do things well for Jesus and not really, and that's what my focus became. I needed to do things for Jesus in order to be justified, in order to have grace even given to me. My life had to be perfect. It needed to be spotless. I needed to be doing all the things. Sorry if you just heard my dad. Um, he was goofing off upstairs and playing with the kids, and so he, he let off a little howler monkey roar there. Um, but so you know, I wanted to do well. That was where my heart was. And so I was about that. That was where I was at. Growing up, I was about the law. And when you have that mindset, it's so heavy needing to do things right. And as a kid, just growing up and not only, you know, scripture and biblical stuff, but just in the daily life of school, of doing chores, you know, I had this burden to please my parents um, and please the world and becoming something that was perfect, you know, seeking excellence and trying to do everything 100% to the last dot and, you know, cross all the, or dot all the I's and cross all the T's type of mindset. And I remember, you know, I just created, that just created a burden in my life and one that I still do carry a lot of weight in. Like even through this podcast, you know, I want it to look in my flesh. I want it to be really clean, just cleaned up, no no ums or ahs or ifs or buts or just, you know, straightforward. I wanted to have a nice website for this thing and a blog and all sorts of, I just wanted to have the whole picture. And that's clearly not where the Lord has taken it. And I'm so thankful for that at the end of the day. And I, I have faith that eventually, you know, somebody will come along that can help me do a podcast and, or do a, make a website. And, uh, but anyway, that's besides the point. And so I think around 13 years old, um, and this is, this is going to get heavy here for a minute, but, you know, around 13 years old, I had a period of time where I discovered sexuality. I, that's the best way to say it in terms of, um, and I had this awakening in my life, and I had no idea what to do with it. You know, no one's ever talked to me about this experience. I hadn't, um, really no framework. I, I was very naive in that sense, as I, I probably rightly should have been, um, you know, at that age. Like, I didn't know what pornography was. I didn't know what masturbation was. Those were th- concepts that I had never heard um, or anything. And so when this came, I remember feeling like I had done something wrong. 
just from what I knew scripturally and um but I had no framework for it so I had this I remember the night or the day after this happened I just had this tremendous guilt that just and fear I thought I was going to hell I that's I can remember being 13 and just like trembling all day long and praying and begging Lord what I don't know what just happened but I don't think this was good and I I don't know what to do with it but, you know, not having a framework and being so naive, I so easily fell into a habitual sin and a bondage of sexual sin. And, but I was naive. Like, I had no, I didn't even know what I was doing, I guess you could say. But I knew it was wrong. Um, but I never told anybody about it. I buried it. And, you know, the enemy works in in that it it can work in he can work in ignorance of something and then he can create a stronghold by you keeping a secret and um that's where i was at just growing up i didn't want to tell my dad in fact one day i was i was going to talk with him about it and um it just i, I couldn't do it and i for many years after that i still carried it and never told anybody and i carried this weight of uh Going back to that, like, I wanted this to be removed from me. I knew it wasn't good. I knew it wasn't of Christ. But I had, I was just under the law, and my focus was sexual purity and not purity in Christ. And so for a long time, up until about 16, I, so for three years, I just had this almost immediate bondage cycle in my life that I had no, I had no idea how to, what to do with, um, and then one year we started going to these men camp things that were, it was really focused on older men. I mean, married men. I was, at the time, I was one of like three guys who were in the teens that were going to these camps. So I, I it was the exception for a young guy to be there. But I was hearing all these men come up and, you know, discuss struggles of sexual sin and you know, even things outside of that, just areas of bondage that they had grown with as men. And this suddenly became very um, important to me in my life because I, now I had a space where I could actually talk with people about these and I about this struggle I was having, this bondage I was in. And it, the Lord illuminated a light. And from that point onward, I began to purposefully seek Jesus, not well, I would say, but I, like for the first time in my life, I began to orient my life towards Christ and wrestle with my flesh and in the spirit. And then, so I think another year, I was about 16, um, so I was almost 15 before that first camp, and then about almost 16, I went back again, um, and the Lord changed uh, my life. I had a a read. I rededicated my life to the Lord. Um, you know, I, I I think it was around probably seven or six when I had first given my life to Christ. But you know, when you're a kid, you do that, and it's more of a you know fear from hell, or you know it's the right thing to do that you should give your life to Christ if you've grown up in the church. That's kind of your influence behind it. And so for the first time in my life, I was recognizing 
that I needed Jesus to come in and change me to radically do a work in my life. Uh, and so that, that was the year that that happened. And at that, that same year, I was given a heart for ministry. And the Lord just said, Jake, I want you to be orienting your life around doing my work. And I, I say that with the the knowledge that Christ has has given us all that charge that we are to go and make disciples to teach and baptize. And that is the command that we are given. Um, and so I recognize that, but this was more of, I want your life to be all wrapped up in this. I want you to be given over to it and not, you know, just go to work, have a family and do all those things and have your life be centered around Christ in that way. But I want you to first and foremost center your life around Christ and build everything out else out from that and just follow my leading. And so from that moment onward, I imperfectly began to plot out, you know, pursuing Christ in ministry or in, and be, being matured enough to head into ministry. And, you know, a few years go by, and I, I ended up getting into a great a college with super smart men um, and mentors who who were helping who are helping me still, as I'm still in that college, just Ravenburn College. Um, Matt Horn has a, an amazing college down there. If you guys would like to know more about that college, um, feel free to reach out to me and I can give you some information. He is a tremendous guy and the work that they're doing in Ravenburn is amazing. Uh, I, I'll have to have him on for a podcast and describe, you know, his college system because it's totally revolutionary and it is, um, it is absolutely focused on Jesus Christ and a re- building your life around a relationship with Jesus Christ and whatever your de- um, heart and ministry or, uh, just life, business, whatever it may be, they seek to to grow your program and teach and you know and have you learn about the things that you're passionate about in a respect to to Jesus, and that is that's tremendous as I'm able to to work through that. But and so just kind of beginning that uh, in college, beginning that passion of trying to get a degree for ministry, um, I felt. Like I didn't want to go through the typical college route, um, just looking at where we're at today and seeing a lot of colleges falling away from the truth of Jesus and becoming watered down or, or not even attempting to to preach the truth and just becoming more of a, looking actually a lot more like a secular college than a Christian college should. And so that's why I sought out uh, Ravenburn, and I was so thankful when that came across my door. Um as they are truly about Jesus and challenging you to pursue the truth of Jesus. So that that was kind of a new direction in my life. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of this time, you know, I still struggled with this sexual sin, um, areas of bondage, like fear. Uh, part of going back to the man camps, the ministry that runs that, uh, 13th Tribe Ministry, they do a freedom training, which is, it, it's a systematic way of going through your life and looking at areas of bondage and and, um, and just having these, 
a way to bring these areas of bondage to light in your life and you work in a in an intimate uh, group with a couple guys who or gals if you're a lady and you're just able to if you have things on your heart that you've always wanted to uh, just rid yourself of and and tell somebody um and and bring Jesus into the situation and, and cast out what the enemy is trying to hide in these areas of bondage. That's what they do. And it's amazing the freedom uh, and just the growth that comes from going through. It's called a, what they call a freedom appointment. And so I did one of those, and that was tremendous in growing me. It didn't, it doesn't solve all your problems. I mean, you still, there were still areas in my life where I now had a framework to begin renouncing the enemy and, uh, you know, establishing my authority in Christ. But it, it wasn't until, you know, this last year and through COVID when I really began to take my faith, I would say, as seriously as I, I could. Um, and that's probably not even a true statement. You can always take your faith more seriously. I feel like that's the best why Jesus sanctifies you uh, is to be growing in that relationship with him. But... Um, my life changed, and it was just like the Lord's like, you need to press in deeper. You know, you've been doing college, you've been working, and you're growing, but I have more for you. And there was a lot that I still didn't understand. And, you know, I, I'd gone through accountability groups with a bunch of different guys and older men looking for help with this, this sexual purity stuff. And, you know, I, I'm throwing out... It's not that there weren't other areas of bondage in my life, but this, when you're a guy, and I, I know it can go for for girls too, but as a guy, I can really only speak to guys. Um, but as a guy, you know, this if you're desiring Christ, sexual purity, if that's in your life, then it, it's all consuming. Uh, you just it's an, you recognize it as an area of your life that is not in accordance with Christ. And you seek to abolish it. And it's not the abolishment that's the bad thing. It's that for me, I so easily lost Jesus in the process of it. I was so interested in being rid of something and in, in, in doing stuff to be rid of it that I totally lost track of what Christ, of Christ. That, that's the best way to say it. I became obsessed and I idolized getting rid of a sin. And getting rid of a bondage, which just allowed it to keep hardening its itself in my life. And so this last um, several months, I, I think Ellerslie solidified a lot of, I mean, all these things that the Lord had been taking th me through my life. Just through this perfectionistic mindset, this, I, you know, I believe the Lord has gifted my family in having a critical mind. I say critical in the best way, like having an eye that can see right and wrong, that knows how to do the right thing, um, that has integrity and uh, seeks to seeks excellence. I believe that's a gifting that the Lord has given us. But at, at the downside, you know, what you're strong in is often where you're a weak point in your life, and that can be. It's so easy to get trapped into the law uh, and seek to do works and not just live in the spirit of Christ. And by your own strength and your own wisdom, like I talked about in uh, the Colossians, first, yeah, not Colossians, First Corinthians talks about uh, just seek relying on your own wisdom to overcome things, and that's just not how 
you overcome areas of bondage. And so, you know, going through these areas of just even bondage to the law and not relying on grace and feeling like I needed to do stuff for Jesus, it wasn't until Ellerslie and where even the freedom training and a freedom appointment stuff and just everything I'd learned through growing up, it was all head knowledge. I had not made a connection with my heart. Some things had and some things hadn't. Like I truly had never been discipled in how to live for Christ and everything that I was I was doing was of my own strength as I tried to piece together what the Christian walk is and what faith is. And I, it was depressing because what I read in, in scripture about, you know, how Jesus lived on this earth, the calling that he has, that the Bible talked, that he had, describes in his word of living for Christ. And, you know, Paul has all these things about, you know, lay aside sexual immorality, let it not be even named among you, um, and lust and idolatry, every, every sin and bondage you can name, you know, let, Basically, don't let sin be uh, be found in your midst. Um, and as a guy who's perfectionally minded, you know, I latch onto that. I'm like, I can't have these areas in my life that have to be removed. And I start whacking at uh, this boulder, all these boulders, this mountain of bondages in my life. Um, and all I'm doing is dulling a pickaxe because it's my own strength. I'm not relying upon Christ to, who has already moved these mountains and destroyed these boulders in my life. I, my focus wasn't on him. It was on this huge mountain that, yes, it didn't belong there, and yes, there needs to be focus on that not being something in your life, but it has to be done in the spirit of Christ and not in your own spirit. And I was doing it very much in my own spirit. Um, and so, I, I forget where, oh yeah, Ellerslie. Ellerslie just awakened so many truths. You know, they focused on on Jesus, and this is, you know, what the scripture says about you are in Christ, you are seated in authority in Christ. If you are a believer, the spirit of Christ dwells in you, and your spirit is in Christ, and Christ is seated at the right hand of Father in all authority, and all things have been put under his feet that are in heaven and that are on earth, all powers and thrones and dominions and principalities. All those things are underneath Christ's feet, and you are in Christ and the believer is in Christ, and therefore you are immune to anything that the enemy can throw at, throw at you. It is it is beneath you because Christ, you're surrounded with Christ, and Christ is in you. And that just radically changed my mindset. And I began to look at Scripture in a new light. I could, I began to understand grace. I always looked at grace as a separate thing until they, they brought out Grace is Jesus. Jesus is grace. And if you're found in Jesus, you are in the center of grace. And that just blew my mind as somebody who's always been under the shadow of the law and under, you know, the word of the black and white. You know, if you are in Christ, you are in grace. And all that you need to do is keep your eyes fixed upon Christ and walk in his spirit. And that it's not that you need to walk in his spirit. It's that you're in his spirit already and you just need to press into your relationship with him through desiring to know the author in his word in prayer 
and memorization and seeking that relationship for the first time in my life, I wanted a relationship with Jesus. It's like I always wanted a relationship with Jesus, but now I could see that I really wanted a relationship with Jesus. I, I know that that sounds so vague and it doesn't really make sense, but in my head, that's how it is, is I wanted a relationship with Christ, but I never understood how simple it was. It always seemed complicated. You had to do all these things, and if you didn't do these things, you were just separated from him, and the relationship couldn't even happen because it all these things in your life, or all these areas of bondage and sin were wrestling and setting up walls and you just couldn't live for, for Jesus in that way. Like, that was my mindset, is that I was prevented from a relationship with Jesus. Like, yes, I believed, or yes, I had read the truth in the Bible that I had accepted Christ, and I believed I had accepted Christ, and that I, his blood had has cleansed me, and I'm under grace, and now I can live in freedom and triumph. Like, I understood all those things, and I desired all those things, but it was not my reality, and my experiences in life demonstrated that it didn't seem like it could. It was possible, and I was, I mean, before Ellerslie, I was ready to to give up in the area of I, I want going back to that sex, sex, sexual sin and, and purity, sexual purity. You know, I was ready to give up. I didn't think it was possible in singleness to to live pure for Christ outside of marriage. Though something deep inside still believed it was possible and I believe that was the Holy Spirit just constantly knocking and and you know seeking to be released in my life and being at Ellerslie just awakened so many truths as they began to disciple me and what the scripture actually says about Christ and being in Christ and living for Christ and and it set me free it was now I can honestly say that I feel the transformation of Christ working in my life in a way that I haven't felt before. Like, yes, he's been working in my life, but now I believe it. I don't, it's so vague. And it's also because it's so amazing. It's so mentally beyond my grasp to even put into words how the Lord is working in my life and changing me. But he is doing it, and it's incredible that all that needed to change in my life was that I would set my mind upon Jesus and just in simplicity of Christ seek a relationship with him. That his entire word from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation is revelations is is seeking that relationship. Is he desires a relationship? That's why he's written the entire or his his word, the Bible, is here, is that he wants a relationship with us and for us to pursue a relationship with him. And once that became a reality in my mind and I was founded upon that truth, man, a, a fire has just been built in me. And now, like this podcast that I had wanted to do for a couple years before Ellerslie, suddenly I felt, you know, I had this spirit of Jesus to walk in us, and I felt the confidence to move forward, even though it certainly isn't perfect, and I'm not perfect, but I could tell that, man, the Lord was ready for me to move forward with this, and just to declare what he's doing, and that's so exciting to me, uh, so yeah, and now, going back to the bondage thing, and uh, sexual purity, 
I I know my life is no longer bound to to that, and I believe that one hundred percent. And I, in truth, I can declare it to you with without a doubt. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm beyond the beyond temptation, or because there are temptations. In fact, even before you know, as I'm preparing for this this message and, you know, the days before the enemy has just slammed me with trying to distract me with these things and to get me to fall away from my position in Christ or to leave my position in Christ. And there have been moments where it has been brutal. Um, But Christ has, praise the Lord, brought me through all that. And I truly believe it is only by Jesus that that happened. I in my own in my own strength I would have failed because I'd seen it time and time before in the past. But this time I was like I trust you Jesus. I I know that you've changed me. I know that I have new new truth and a new foundation in you that I can grow off of and that I'm founded in. And that what the enemy is trying to distract me with and trying to bring me down with, I don't need to pay attention to because I am in Christ. All right, that I suddenly I was able to wield that that Jesus has given me. Um, and so for the last several months, or the last half a year, my life has changed in that way, and I am free, and I, I'm no longer bound to it, and it's incredible. And if you're a guy or a girl who struggles with this, with what I've been talking about, or even if it's not a sexual sin, if it's anger or unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever you tend to lean on and are you know is a bond area of bondage in your life man Christ is more than capable of bringing you out that it doesn't require your own strength or anything it just is a focus upon Jesus and letting go of that bondage and not seeking to in your own strength destroy it but allowing Christ to come into your life and just melt in through your entire being. Like I, I just picture Christ coming into my heart and like a stick of butter and just melting and saturating and be just becoming evident in in your spirit and in your life and in your heart. That is where change happens. And so uh, one of my favorite, and I know this is going to be a longer one. Um, you just, it's hard to talk, share testimony and everything that, that Jesus is doing in 20 minutes. And that's good. I, there's going to be times where these are lo- these episodes are, are longer and times when they're shorter. And I want to keep them close to the 20-minute mark, but these last couple, the Lord has just stirred my heart to to share this stuff with you, with you all. And, man, it's been powerful, and I am so blessed to be able to have this podcast to just declare and give a testimony to the working of Jesus, not only in my own life, but also the world and what he desires to do. And man, that is just so incredible. Um, one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 28.1. From, from a very young age, this has been my favorite verse. I wouldn't say it's my life verse because there's a lot of scriptures that talk about Christ that I would say are my life verses. But this, just at a core of who I am and who I want to be and living for Jesus, this is one that just stood out from and resonated with me from a young age. And Proverbs 28.1 is, 
The wicked man flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. And man, that just stands in my heart for, you know, what I want this this podcast to be, what it's my idea for a war, what the war vessel looks like, um, is that the righteous do not flee. They're, they're bold. They're standing in Christ. They cannot be moved or shaken because of their position in Jesus. And as I was preparing for this episode, and I wanted to share that as it's part of my testimony, that, that verse, um, and just who I believe the Lord has made me to be, um, and, and standing firm upon the truth of Christ. I, I wanted to look up some videos on YouTube of, of lions. I was thinking lions fighting, but as I as I opened up the the YouTube uh, page, I found this. It was a three minute clip. It said um, lion trapped by hyenas, and it was a BBC thing. And so I I clicked on it because I was I hate hyenas like. If, if lions are what righteousness looks like and what Jesus is, then hyenas are what the enemy is in your life. I mean, they're, they're just nasty looking and ugly, and they're, they have a weird laugh, growl, bark thing. It's just, it literally, they're like the animal version of what I believe the enemy is in the spiritual life. Um, so I thought, man, that would be really interesting to see. What does this lion do when he's trapped by 20-plus hyenas? And so this... This uh, video opens up, and I'm planning on having the link to this in the description so you guys can watch it after the, the podcast. This, it's, it opens up, and the narrative is there's this young male lion who, once they mature, they, they begin to explore the territories of the tribe and go to the outer reaches of it, or the tribe, the, their, their pride. Um, and so this young lion is is exploring and it's matured and strong and so it's it's searching the territories out and uh it gets it ends up around being surrounded by this tribe of hyenas and they all start you know attacking him and uh but he doesn't run away that's the amazing part is well he's being he's just roaring and he's biting them and slashing at him with his claws even though he's vastly outnumbered and uh you know they're they're wearing him down, um, but he doesn't run away. Even though it looks like there's opportunities for him to outrun them or get away from them, he just he just keeps fighting on. But as time progresses, you begin to see that he's wearing out, and they're just kind of surrounding him. And they're it's literally like there's ten of them just jumping on him and biting him. And uh, at the at towards the end of the video, um, uh, suddenly another young male lion shows up, and He's a, I don't know, he's the buddy of this other one and starts coming towards the group and suddenly the, hyena, the hyenas just start to disperse. They can't handle two full-grown young male lions and they just run away and they flee. And at the end of the video, you see these two lions walking away and they're just rubbing up against one another and uh, like it's like the brotherly love or just they have this love for one another and this one that's been saved is recognizing what the second one has done in helping him survive the situation and I was just I was like man this if this isn't a picture in the animal kingdom of what the relationship between a Christian and Christ is then I don't know what is here you have you know 
if you're a maturing Christian and you've awakened to this territory that Jesus has given you and you're growing and you're expanding in strength and you go and you're pressing into these areas that Jesus has established for you and then here comes the enemy as as you're growing and it seeks you know they seek to discourage you and to bite you and nip you and to wear you down and this and this you know by yourself you have this this righteousness of Christ that allows you to combat and not back, back down but even in life you can get worn out and even through that you can get worn down by the enemy and here comes when it looks like the enemy is just about to tear you down here comes Jesus and the presence of Jesus is just wipes them out they can't stand against it and so you're looking at that in the in the version of this you know it takes this one line but we have Christ living in us and we are in Christ. And so, literally, it's like the two lions are combined into one lion. And Christ is the just ultimate lion that has encapsulated you and is doing all the fighting for you and has already won. And I, I highly encourage you guys to watch the video in light, of, in light of that because I was just like, man, this is exactly how I feel that Proverbs 28 it, it, one is talking about. It was, it was really cool. Uh, and I think, you know, and just wrapping up this, this episode, at the end of the day, you know, my testimony is really this. I've been, I was listening to a song over the last couple days and one that I haven't heard a lot of uh, before, but it's the song, All I Have is Christ. And this is a, it's a powerful song. And I wanted to, to share this with you. Um, like at the end of the day, if whatever you take away from this testimony, it truly is all I have is Christ. And the song goes, you know, Alleluia, all I have is Christ. Alleluia, Jesus is my life. And I'm going to have a, a, a link to this song too so you guys can listen to it. There's a number of different versions, but I found one that I like. And so I just, I'll share that to you and I recommend listening to it after, you know, after listening to this episode because you're... I, this is, this is my testimony that at the end of the day, all I have is Christ. You know, I believe what the Lord is doing with me is he's going to, he's going to hone me. He's going to whittle me, whittle me down and just through sanctification and surrender until at the end of my life, all I have is Christ and that Jesus is my life. Because right now, you know, I'm still being, I'm young. I'm almost 22. Um, and, you know, I still have a ton of, of burdens and baggage that I carry that I think, you know, I, suddenly I have a recognition of and I can see the Lord sanctifying me and that he's just going to keep asking me for stuff. And you're like, hey, Jake, can I, can I have that part of your life so that you can grow in me? Could you let go of that so I can give you more of myself to dwell in and that, so that you can actually walk in more of my fullness that I've given you? And I want my heart to be, yes, Jesus, here, take take this, take this, as as he's calling for it and is seeking to remove it from my life, that I would just be open-handed and be like, I, I don't need this. If you if you say I don't need this, then I truly don't need this. And I want, all I want is Jesus. And I want to be relentless and throwing stuff off me that that is in the way. Um, and so that is what I want my core to be, is that, this testimony is 
all I have is Christ. That is everything that Scripture talks about. I mean, if it's just hate. Jesus is it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's that's all there is to focus on. And your testimony is Jesus. Jesus is my life. And man, I want that so badly, and I want that for you guys too to be to just be rooted and grounded upon. You know, all I have is Christ. Jesus is my life, and that people would see would see Jesus in and, and through us as as the church and as believers in Christ. That we would decrease so much that Christ in us is just revealed, and that people see Christ for the first time in this world, and they're like, "Hey, man, you are different." And it's like, it's not me; it's Jesus. And open up the spirit of Christ to the world. Uh, that is just super exciting, and to recognize that it's all Christ. It's all Christ. You know, this podcast. I know it's repetitive, guys. Like, I know it seems that everything I talk about is, it's it's Jesus. And that's because it actually is. And, you know, no matter what the topic is or the scenario or the situation or or whatever you encounter in life or you have, and the solution and the answer is Jesus. And one way or another, it can come down. It always comes down to Jesus and that is where I want my life to be. I mean, the Christian life is all about Jesus. The Christian life is all about what he has done on the cross in resurrection from the grave uh, and in his ascension to heaven. You know, the, the Christian life is Jesus. Without Jesus, there would be no Christian. There would be no, there would be no Bible. There'd be no reason to believe. It's only because of Jesus that these things have come about. And so that is what excites me. And so, you know, my testimony, I know there's probably a lot of areas in life that I left out and a lot of things that could have been shared. But I think, you know, the greatest the greatest testimony is just the arc of what Christ is doing in in my life and in, in you all of your lives. I mean, each of us has a testimony that Jesus is working on that's unique to us. Uh, it says in Revelations 12, I think it's 10 to 11. Let me get there quick. Um, yeah. Then I heard a loud voice. This is Revelations 12, 10 to 11. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. You know, that is the truth that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. What Jesus has done and then the testimony of what Jesus has done and is doing. It is unique to each of us. No one has the same testimony or the same personality or the same life experiences. And that is the testimony of Jesus working in and through the uniqueness of that person and growing them. And that is where we overcome and where change happens and where new life is brought is in sharing in sharing where we've been, where we're where we are and where we're going. And all of that should be, you know, where I was is not in Christ. Where I am now is in Christ and there's still things that he's sanctifying and working in me. But where I'm going is Jesus and that 
at the end, I will be f- at the end of my life, whenever that may be, whether it's five minutes from now or 50 years from now, whenever the Lord calls me home, I know that he has done the work that he has sought to do in me, that he has completed me in himself. And that is our hope that it's all just all in Christ. So yeah, I, man, thanks guys for listening. If you have, uh, any more questions or even things that you'd like to know about my life, please feel free to email me. I'd love to talk with you um, and open up discussion. If there's other things you'd like to hear or if you'd like me to go deeper, I don't know. I, I would love to you know hear from you guys as listeners and really make this podcast not only about Jesus, but you know what you guys want to hear and grow in and, and learn. So, Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Like I said, I'm going to have a a link to that YouTube video about the lions and the hyenas. Um, It's just cool. So I'm going to throw it out there if you guys want to watch that. Uh, It's short. It's 3 minutes and 30 seconds. But it truly does is a grand portrayal of, of how, of the spiritual walk of a Christian, I believe. Um, So I'm going to throw that in there and then also that, all I have is Christ song. Oh, man, that is such a powerful song. And truly, I, it would be great if you guys would listen to it and um, just allow yourselves to fall into the lyrics and what that, the heart of that song, which is, it's Jesus. Um, surprise, surprise. So thanks for listening, guys. I, I'm working on uh, some ideas for another, for another uh, episode series. Um, that I think will be cool, and I'm hoping to possibly have my sister on there to to talk about some stuff and get uh, a, a lady's perspective on some things, and I think that will be really cool. And uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I appreciate you staying for all 55 minutes of this. I hope that um, that this spoke to you and that uh, that you were strengthened and encouraged in Christ through through my testimony and uh, I mean you could I could probably go for two more hours just going through different stories and different things um, that the the Lord is doing in me and there's so many specifics but I think through and through what I shared today is truly how the Lord has been working in me the most and uh, just yeah so I hope that I hope that you guys could get something out of that so thanks for listening everyone and I will see you or I will talk to you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ can continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today. 